Set Is Our Podcast. I'm your mindset coach, CJ Lee, and ready, set, go, pop quiz. Without writing these down, retain the following four words to memory. Apple, evolution, Mexico, Frank. Take a second, pack them away. I'll give them to you one more time just for good measure. Apple, evolution, Mexico, and Frank. So how do you remember things that you want to remember? Do you have a process that you use? What system did your mind just use to store the words that I just told you? There's lots of different memory tools out there. Did you use one that you already know? Or did you just think hard about those words and hope that they would imprint? Or maybe you thought, screw it, I'm not even going to try. I know my memory is weak, and I don't need a reminder of that. Thank you very much. Politely back off. So regardless of how you approach that moment, I'm going to cover a few tools today that are going to help enhance your memory, regardless of where you are, by using a few specific approaches and also covering the fundamentals of a healthy brain and how that leads to good memory. Obviously, memory is extremely valuable, and it's pretty common knowledge that our attention spans are dwindling. So is our memory dwindling as a society? Harvard psychologist Daniel Schachter wrote a book called The Seven Sins of Memory, how the mind forgets and remembers. And he says that technology can distract us, which can in turn affect our memory. But that fear of technology crushing our ability to remember things is really overblown. He says that it's much more about attention. He leans heavily on distractions are one of the leading causes for forgetting things. Attention is crucial. So if you're constantly distracted, you might forget a birthday. Have you ever forgot a birthday or an anniversary? It could be the difference maker in having a well-functioning relationship. Or even more importantly, maybe it's remembering something about someone that you care about, something that they deeply care about. And you're able to bring that up to them one day and be like, hey, I was listening and I care about you. I remember this thing that you talked about that's unique and special to you. A good memory shows that we care, right? A good memory also affects you in business. Maybe it's something as simple as remembering a customer's name that can help you build that rapport early in the process of getting to know them. Or in a business meeting, maybe it's a crucial moment that you step up and you connect the dots based on previous experience that you've had. Or maybe it's deeper than that. Maybe it's some error that you made years ago that now can be used as an opportunity for learning and hopscotching your way past making that mistake again. As Elaine Berthaus says, the purpose of memory is not to let us recall the past, but to let us anticipate the future. Memory is a tool for prediction. So your ability to remember things and connect the dots is crucial for the evolution of your life, your business, your health, your relationships, everything that you do. And memory is just important in life in general. We have a lot of great memories that we all want to hold on to with friends and family and experiences that really make our lives feel complete. And our ability to remember and retain those things really leads to the fulfillment and richness that is life. So you may be thinking, hell yeah, I want to improve my memory. That's why I clicked on this podcast. But no, you actually don't want to improve your memory. You want to learn to remember the things that you actually want to remember and forget the rest. It's not actually the storing of information that's the skill set of your brain. It's actually forgetting intentionally. Robert Kraft, not the Patriots owner, a PhD professor of cognitive psychology from Ottenbein University, says that people who are able to prune away irrelevant events are also better able to remember pertinent events, a phenomenon known as adaptive forgetting. He also writes, it allows us to experience the world more fully and intimately. 
It helps us manage the painful events of our lives and encourages us to remember what's important. So forgetting is actually an important aspect of memorization. So wherever you are on that spectrum of somebody who remembers everything or feels like you can't remember a lot, there's actually something very healthy to being able to forget a lot of things as long as you can hold on to the things that you want to remember. And so how do we make sure that we forget the trash and keep the treasure? A few years ago, I took a course from Jim Quick. He's a brain coach. The course was called Super Brain. And its emphasis is on memory and taking great care of the brain. It was an hour a day for about a month. And I highly recommend the course. I'm going to hit a couple of the spark notes here. But the depth of information is amazing. So he starts with the acronym for the three pillars of memory. And he calls it MOM. Easy to remember. Stands for motivation, observation, and mechanics. Number one is motivation. So your interest and the strength of your motivation and your need or necessity to remember something is the first and most pivotal element of whether or not it retains into long-term memory. It's easy to learn something when the subject fascinates you. That comes back to attention, right? You're all eyes on it. So motivation is a factor that enhances your memory. Personally, I consider my memory so-so overall but my mind is very good at remembering psychological and philosophical concepts because I deeply believe that the construction of the mind controls our quality of life more than anything else. So everything that I hear and learn about it stands out as super freaking important. That stuff just sticks for me. What things are you interested in? I'm sure you probably have a great memory in those areas too. And that's all good and dandy, but the truth is we need to remember things in all areas of our lives. And some of those areas might be boring, unfortunately. So in those instances, it's important to create an understanding of why that thing is important to remember. Link it to some reason that makes it valuable to you. Number two, MOM, we got observation. Jim Quick says the art of memory is the art of attention, end quote. So our degree of alertness and attentiveness and concentration, like we were saying earlier, you can improve your memory capacity by making a conscious effort to focus, repeat, and integrate information. Just like we said earlier from Harvard psychologist Daniel Schachter's book, The Seven Sins of Memory, as he talked about technology, our attention versus distraction. So observation, the more you can focus and bring your attention to stage, the better your memory will be. And number three, MOM, mechanics. So these are the fundamentals of good mental care and the tools that we can use to improve our memory. Jim Quick says there are 10 elements for activating your super brain. Number one, a good brain diet. He says blueberries, avocados, wild salmon, water, chocolate are a few of the fundamentals. He says you gotta kill ants. We're gonna cover this one in another podcast. Ants stands for automatic negative thoughts. Thoughts that just pop up and are destructive to the way that you think. Number three, exercise. Movement is key. The primary reason for the brain is to move the body. Number four, brain nutrients. Vitamin B, vitamin D, omega-3s. He really suggests that you have a blood test done to check if you're deficient in any important area. Number five, have a positive peer group. Like I'm sure you've heard, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. People around you directly influence your brain. Number six, a clean environment. Having a clean environment helps you minimize distractions, create that peace of mind, and give you the attentiveness to store things to memory. Number seven, good sleep. During sleep, we consolidate short-term to long-term memory. 
Number eight, take care of your noggin. Brain protection, whether that's wearing a helmet if you're on a motorcycle or a bike or walking down the street if you have a tendency to trip or whatever it is for you, the brain is fragile. Try not to knock it around too much. Number nine, new learnings. It's shown that people live longer and also have more life in their years when they commit to consistent learning. And number 10, stress management. So those are Jim's 10 key elements for activating your super brain, as he likes to call it. All right, so before we provide you with a few specific tools and techniques you can use, here is why these tools work. These are the principles of memory. We're just going to fire through these. There's eight that Jim Quick laid out. First is primacy. You're most likely to remember the thing that comes first. So based on the four words we asked you to remember, odds of you remembering that word first is the highest. Number two, the last thing that you heard or the most recent thing that you heard is also one of the easiest things to remember. Number three, chunking. Our brain breaks things down into categories and compartmentalizes information. Number four, emotionally charged. Things that carry emotion are easy to remember. Number five, stuff that is unique and different that stands out to us, aka gains our attention. Number six, something that we're familiar with and that we know well is easy to remember. Number seven, visualize. Anything that paints a clear picture in our head is easy to remember. Number eight, connected. Something that we are bonded with, something that we can relate to. So those are the principles of what makes memory stick to us. Now let's get into the tools. This is the fun part. So let's go back and use our four words as an example. Pop quiz time. Sorry to put you on the spot here, but what are the four words we said at the beginning? Say them aloud, can you? What was number one? What was number two? Number three? And number four? You think you got them? It was Apple, Evolution, Mexico, and Frank. So how'd you do? Regardless of whether you got them all or forgot them all, the following techniques are going to help you improve your memory. Tool number one, chain linking method. Create a storyboard. So we remember things in story form. That's just how our brain runs. So visualize a story around the things that you remember and chain link them together. So you think of an apple or maybe an apple tree and then you've got evolution. So you think the apple or this apple tree is evolving, right? And then you say, where is the apple? It's in Mexico. Do apple trees grow in Mexico? I don't know. It doesn't matter. These stories don't have to necessarily be perfect. You just have to remember them. And then you got Frank. Maybe Frank is the apple farmer. So that's our story. We got an apple tree evolving in Mexico. And Frank the farmer is the one who's making it happen. Right? So that's tool one. Create a story. Paint a mental picture. It makes it much easier to remember. As soon as you think apple... Or as soon as you just remember the storyline in general, you can instantly go Apple, Evolution, Mexico, Frank. Tool number two, emotion is the greatest imprinter of memory. As Voltaire, the French poet, said, that which touches the heart is engraved in the memory. So create that emotion around what you're trying to remember. Like we said, for our story, you could imagine Frank the farmer being very excited and feel that excitement in your own body. He's excited about the apple's evolution because his tree is in frickin' Mexico. Can apples grow in Mexico? We don't know. But Frank is excited about it because it's happening. So, tool two, tool two that's a tongue twister. Tool two is create emotion. Same thing goes if you want someone else to remember you, right? Do something that generates an emotional response in their body. Ideally, it's something positive. 
right? Maybe it's laughter, maybe it's happiness, something that they can relate to you from an early stage. Tool number three, remember things in relation to location. Our mind maps our memories based on locations, either location of where we experienced it or location of where we imagined it to be. So location is an incredible link for our memory. And a great way to apply this is by thinking of your own body. So if you have a list of things to remember, visualize them in certain parts on your body. So you could think of number one is your head. Number two is your chest. Number three is your left shoulder. Number four is your right shoulder. So number one would be apple on your head. Evolution is on your chest. So maybe you're thinking your heart is evolving because of all this wisdom and knowledge that's coming your way. And then maybe you have a Mexican flag on your left shoulder and you got mini farmer Frank standing on the other one. We remember things based on places and locations. And so you can associate different parts of your body to create that location memory. It's also a great thing, let's say you're going to the grocery store and you're like, I got to pick up bananas, eggs, fruit salad, and a lasagna. Number one on your head is a banana. You smash an egg on your chest. You got fruit salad smudged on your shoulder. And then you got some lasagna hanging out smelling good on your other shoulder. Whatever it is for you, these things will create a little bit more of a specific way to link those memories into your head versus just thinking bananas, eggs, lasagna, you know, and trying to come up with them off of sheer rote memory. Number four, this is called the FDR technique. Franklin D. Roosevelt, he would walk into a room and by the time he left, he'd be shaking hands and he would remember everybody's name. I wasn't there. I don't know that for sure, but that is the myth. So what he would do is he would imagine people's name being written across their forehead. So let's say you walk up and he shakes someone's hand and says, Hi, my name is Monica Lewinsky. Just kidding, wrong president. But he imagines their name, M-O-N-I-C-A, being written across their forehead. So our memory is deeply visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. So visualize it on their head. Listen to their name. And then kinesthetically, you can write their name at your side. So trace the name, M-O-N-I-C-A. Those are tools from Jim Quick as well. That is the FDR technique. Tool number five. Let's dig a little deeper on name memorization because that's one of the hardest ones for everybody. It's associations. So how can you associate that person's name? Who else maybe do you know with that name? Or what does that name remind you of? Create a memory. It's as crazy as you can think of it because the crazier and the stranger, the more likely it is to stick in your brain. And then create emotion around it. So either like get mad or see some kind of emotion, happiness, or something that causes you to feel some reaction in your body. If you can spark an emotion and remember that emotion, that emotion will trigger you to remember the line of events that leads to their name. The next piece, create a little story around their name. What does that name and how can you link it into some sort of sequence of events? Link it to location as well. Think of a specific location, either where you met them or the place maybe that that name reminds you of. You don't have to do all of these, but what you're doing is you're creating reference points. These reference points are easy to remember and call to mind, and then that leads you right to their name. Just like you're thinking of, oh, what was number one? What, what did I put on my head? Oh yeah, an apple. Or an emotion, excited, right? Why was Farmer Frank excited? Ah, yeah, because an apple tree was evolving in Mexico. And he didn't realize that apple trees grew almost everywhere around the world. So, bonus tip, 
Move your eyes up and to the left if you're trying to remember something. People who are trying to remember, look in that direction. So that will actually help trigger parts of your memory. And for our tool of the day, try out a couple of these techniques today. If you meet somebody new, try associating or try a storytelling or try referencing to a location. If you're going to the grocery store, use the body placement technique for a few of the items. And as you can see from this podcast, it's a lot less about the hardware you have and more about the strategies that you employ to trigger your memory. The more you practice using your memory, the more naturally this will all come to you. So that's what we're working with today. Bada boom, bada bang. But before we wrap, what were the four words? Can you remember them? What's number one? What's number two? What's number three? And what's number four? If you forgot, you're going to have to go back and listen to this again. And quit scrolling on freaking Instagram. That was rule number one. Avoid distractions. Hey, it would mean the world to me if you want to leave a rating, a review, or share this with anybody that you thought might find value. But more than anything, as always, I appreciate you being here. So for more information on coaching, the book launch, and other mindset motivation, head over to cjleady.com. This is the Mindset is Our Podcast. Thanks for going to MIA with me today. Mm-hmm.